Welcome back to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I am your host, D.S. York, Slim, Flag IDY, the Prince of the Six. And without further ado, you know how I like to give it up. You know how I like to do. Let's go ahead and give ourselves a round of applause. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm back in the Billy. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling. I'm feeling better than ever, man. You know what I'm saying. Um, I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you guys are masking up. I hope you guys are. Um, you know what I'm saying. What I usually say to run down. I always want to keep saying it. I hope you guys are being well. I hope you guys are treating each other well. I hope you guys are. I hope you guys are just great, man. You know. Um, sad news this week. Um, well, was it Friday? Friday, because today's the third. I'm recording this on a Saturday. So Friday, yesterday, DMX had passed away. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my. The dog's bad. But, um, I'm trying to, what did he pass? Anyway, DMX passed yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday. DMX had passed away yesterday. Um, prayers to him and his family. Or praise to his family, praise to him as well, in the next life. Um, yeah, man, it w- it was. I wasn't surprised, and let me explain to you. For those who don't know about DMX, just know the music side of DMX. First of all, name's Earl Simmons. Darkman X was the name he went by, or short abbreviated DMX. Um, he had a rough childhood, man. Um, for him to make it to fifty after. I'm just going to say for him, make it for regular people who don't have that type of childhood and go through those type of experiences. 50, it seems like 50 is a major deal um, to make it to half a century. is a That's a that's a long time to be living life, um, especially the life he lived. But anybody else, you might even think, oh, 50 is nothing. 50 is just a number that you party. It's like 21, whatever. Right. Um, but for him. It was, it's deeper than that. And when you know the story and just the triumph that he went through, um, and even just fighting now, like what he did now, like just the last, the last few weeks of him just fighting, and just fighting, man, he's a fighter, you know? And um, it sucks that he had passed, yeah, that he had to pass, that he had to go, that he passed away. But he, he's in a better place. Um, you know, DMX, man. Anyway, back to the story. That was a weird little break off, whatever. But anyway, back to DMX. Um, he was a pioneer in the rap game. He saved Def Jam. Like, the three albums he put out in two years, he saved Def, uh, Def Jam. And just growing up in Yonkers and just went to group homes at seven years old. And 14, living in the streets. And that's how he got put on, introduced to crack. Though He smoked a blunt. Uh, the blunt was laced with crack. Um, and ever since then, he's been on, well, not ever since then, but for a good portion of his life, he's been hooked. He's been ad- addicted to crack. He's had drug problems and he's been drug. He had drug addictions, overcome addiction. He's battled addiction. Um, you know, just went to prison for taxes and some other stuff and used to rob people with dogs and, you know, just a, a, a rough man, just rough. You know what I'm saying? Literally rough. Um, and for him to come out on top and to triumph and 
to be who he is, to be who he was, to be one of a kind, you know. You listen to his lyrics and you're just like, man, this guy is just nothing but negative, 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 negative. But if you know where he comes from and it's just the pain. But he's actually a really positive man, like believes in God and just very positive, very loving, very nurturing. I don't know the man personally, but his lyrics, his words touched me at a young age. And like I said, it wasn't my generation, but I appreciate the best time for music was in the 90s. I think the 90s and early 2000s, I say from the 90s to about 2016, it was about the best time for music. Um, I think everybody can agree upon that about from the from night from that's about like a 26 year run close to it. No, excuse me. 36 year run. I want to say, yeah, because 1990 to 2010, 2010 is 20. Well, no, 26, 26 year run. Um, that's what I think the best time of music was. And uh, DMX obviously helped that. Tupac helped that. Um, you know. And, uh, you know, DMX was just... my. He's in my top ten. He's one of my favorite rappers. I was playing DMX before everybody started playing DMX. Um, just the pain. And it's just... I like vulnerability. Especially from coming from a guy who is not the most vulnerable all the time. So when it's it's good to hear other men like Tupac and DMX be vulnerable on the track. That's why I'm a, such a Drake fan is because he's not talking about a whole bunch like I mean DMX would DMX lived that lifestyle. Drake's not talking about a whole bunch of guns and stuff because he doesn't come from that. You know he comes from oh I you know grew up in Toronto. I had you know I had relationships failed and. It, that was on me. That was my bad. What you know, just vulnerability. Like I'm gonna tell you my life, my life growing up, and people love Drake for it. That's why people like. That's why people think Take Care is like a top album, like a classic album, because his vulnerability and everybody his relatability. And I think with DMX is the same thing. He's relatable and he's vulnerable. Um, he actually made it okay to be talking about the gangster stuff and be vulnerable at the same time. You don't have to always be hard. But DMX is from Yonkers, so that's just a given. But, you know, just being vulnerable and open and like, look, man, even with the song Slipping, like, vulnerable. Like, that man was so vulnerable. And for him just to be able just to let people in on his life and let people know that I'm battling something that's so, that, that kills a lot of people. I just explained that brief little thing. Like, and he was battling addiction. Most people that do has done done what he's done had don't make it to 50. And like live the life that he's lived. If you were to put me in his shoes, I wouldn't have lived I wouldn't have lived that long. Fifty years old's a long time. He's lived a full life, been to prison, multi selling multi platinum albums, tour, performed to four hundred thousand people at a festival, um was in movies, like Look, that's a life, man. Like, you can't get more um, experience in a short amount of time than DMX. And you hear, like, the random stories of him going to, you know, whether he was on drugs or not. Like, it's just the randomness of him. Like, you know what? I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I was listening to, um, I was watching one of uh, the Breakfast Club interviews with uh, Swiss and Charlamagne. This was before uh, X, DMX had passed away. And Swiss was like, yeah, we went to just went to a diner. I went to go visit him, and we talked, went to upstate New York. 
to visit him, and then, you know, they're driving around talking, and then DMX told uh, Swiss, he was like, look, um, Scarface's performance, Scarface the rapper, and he was like, okay, Swiss said, okay, those guys drove four hours to Boston to go watch him perform, like, just a random, spontaneous, like, just, I'm gonna just do it because I want to do it, and I feel good, and just, he was anointed, he was for sure anointed, he was a vessel of God, yeah, you listen to his lyrics, and he struggled, and he suffered. That's why That's what, That's what. why a man who can struggle and suffer is able to say the things that he said and to bring light and the hope into people, for people that don't have light and hope. That's very inspiring. This is why I do this. Now, most of the time, I'm just, this is for just, you know, laughs and stuff like that, but sometimes I have real stuff that I like to talk about, and not all the time, not everything is always a joke, and... I understand. Like I said, I use comedy or just the, my rhetoric and just being satirical and just I use that just to get my point across so you can listen. Because if I just talk to you, just like this is what we need to do as black people. This is what we need to do. Do 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 do. Revolutionize and galvanize the troops. Then obviously it might not be as um, compelling to people. So I'm not necessarily dumbing down my message. I'm, and I'm gonna get back to DMX, but the reason why I'm saying this is because. I'm not dumbing down my message. It's just making it more for your ears, for the audience's ears, for you guys' ears. And I know not everybody wants to be lectured all the time. I don't want to be lectured all the time. But sometimes it's good to be lectured. That's why I read books. That's why I watch Malcolm X interviews. That's why I do certain different things to instead of turning instead of entertaining my mind, which is I can play the video game, I can whatever, I go on here and talk about my day or talk about certain things that are going on in the world and give you my point of view and perspective that not everybody can is able to share or wants to share or, or is afraid to share. And, um, yeah. And I, and I battle with inner demons myself, and I struggle with certain things. Like I said, I'm not the most vulnerable guy. I'm not the most open guy. That's why I use jokes to get stuff off my chest. And that's something I'm working on. But it takes time. And listening to DMX as a man, as a man who can listen to another man and say, I'm slipping, I'm struggling, I can't get up. That touched me because I feel like sometimes I might be losing a part of me that I don't want to be, that I, that I don't want lost. And that's tough to grasp. And that's tough to even admit. Some folks want, some dudes won't even admit that there's a part of me that I'm losing. I'm losing myself in myself. And I don't know how to get it back, you know. And we listen to that song, and I'm and just to quote the first line of the song, he said, "See, to live is to suffer, but to survive, well, that's the fine meaning in the suffering. That's deep. That's deep. Someone could write a poem about that, and people and people will talk about that for ages. You could talk about that those first those two lines for ages. See, to live is to suffer." But to survive is to find meaning in the suffering. That is crazy to me. And he's not wrong. Like I said, this man did crack at 14. And for a good portion of his life, he was hooked on crack. He survived the era of crack. He survived the whole Reagan and the whole um, war on drugs. He survived that era. Survived that. I mean, when most people were getting locked up or killed for that stuff. Killing themselves, taking too much crack, overdosing, or getting locked up because they were selling it or they were taking it. People got arrested for smoking crack. 
that was given to them by the government. And DMX survived that. Like Pac said, we are, we are all soldiers in God's eyes. And I believe that. We are all soldiers. It's just some of us, the good ones, the leaders, the generals, the people that move us, have to be taken. And, you know, I seen this one post. It was like somebody asked, you know, why are all the good people dying? It was like a kid asking a question. And he asked his mom this question. And the mom was like, or his mom, her, I don't, you know. Their mom was like, you know, the good the good flowers always get picked from the garden. Always get picked from the garden. You don't see a wilted flower get picked from the garden that gets left there because it you know it grow it goes back into the soil and stuff like that and it helps the good flowers grow. So, the good flowers always get picked from the garden, and I think this is another reminder of that. Like DMX touched everybody's life. That's why I don't think everybody is as sad. I mean, obviously, people are sad and shocked by the news. But all, I know another thing. Um, he was a fighter, and he was a survivor. And sometimes it's just time to go. And I, I, I watched another interview with him, more of a clip. It was a clip I seen on Twitter. It, he said, if I were to drop dead right now, it was two months ago. He said, if I were to drop dead right now, my last thought would be, I lived a good life. And that to me, because I was sad. I was like, dang, not DMX, you know, like, not X. Not X, baby! Not, 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 not X. Not the dog, not the dogs of all dogs. But when he said that, I said, okay. That's not bad. I, I, I can, I can accept that. You know, because no one's last thought when they're dying is like, I lived a good life. <laughs> like, DMX went, been through hell and back. You know, literally, his first album was titled, It's Dark and Hell's Hot. Like, he's been through it. And for him to come out on top and for him to live for as long as he did, I'm acting like this man lived to 100 years old, but 50 is a long time when you know his story, when you know the there's everything, you know? And he has no problem telling it. He has no problem. And if you guys want to know his story, go watch the Rough Rider documentary on BET. They played it all, all, um, all day yesterday. I didn't watch it because I already seen it, but... DMX was a huge a huge piece of that. And DMX was just, you know, living with his dogs and stuff. So, and all dogs go to heaven. I seen a post like that too, which I thought was pretty cool. But DMX galvanized everybody. He revolutionized um, my, I want to, not my generation, um, but former generations, previous generations before. Um, DMX, man, legend. God rest his soul. Um, God bless his family and his friends, close friends and close family. Um, he lived a good life. Hopefully he died and he died in peace because, you know, he's been through hell. He's been in, been through war early in his, you know, early in his years and he died in peace. And from a man who, his, his lyrics are just so rough and rugged and just crazy. There's some lyrics, I'm still like, wow, this guy is just, DMX is just crazy. Like, he got away with saying stuff like this. From a guy who lived a, a, a gritty, you know, grimy life for his earlier years to, and to pass away in peace and the comfort from his fans and his family, that's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for, especially from, you know, especially from for DMX. That's all, that's all you can ask for. And I'm glad that 
He's touched so many lives. I'm glad he touched my life. I'm glad he made music that will live on forever. You know, when when artists die, obviously they should get monuments and statues and stuff like that. But their music and monuments, I mean, excuse me, their their leg like their music is their monument and their legacy. Like that's their monument. That's their statue. That's what everybody was gonna remember them by. Like when you see people retire their jerseys. Like, that's what we're going to remember you by. You wore that jersey. So every time we come into this arena, I will, I will remember Kobe Bryant's 8 and 24. I will remember Magic Johnson's 32. I will remember uh, Elgin Baylor's 22. I will remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, I will, I will remember you guys. You know what I'm saying? And I think he wore 34. I think he did wear 34. I know he wore 34 in Milwaukee. But, um, like, I, I will remember you guys. And... Knowing that, that's that's the same as like those guys having the music. Their music is their jersey retirement when they pass away. That is their statue. That is who they are. Um, and that's all we can ask for as people, you know. And they still are people. And we still have to respect the family and um, give the family time to grief and mourn. And, you know, just listen to his music. Remember DMX. And um, Darkman X, man. He will be loved, he will be missed, and I'm a, I'm a rough rider now. That's all I got to say about that. But yeah, DMX, man, passed away. It's crazy. Never would have thought. Never would have thought. Never would have thought. But yeah, I got, um, but moving on to something a little more lighthearted and a little, and it's kind of lighthearted, but it's kind of more serious. Not, it's not really serious. It's about my personal life, which I like talking about with you guys. I typically don't talk about my personal life because my personal life is just not as entertaining as it could be. But also it's COVID. And also I don't entertain a lot of BS in my life. So in my personal life, I don't entertain BS. So that's why my my personal life is not just as interesting as some uh, other folks. But I really don't care because it, it just makes everything easier for me. But um, anyway, I was um, I got back to writing poetry. Which I really, really enjoy. I think I'm going to actually make a song soon. I I have a song. I have lyrics to a song. I have a beat. It's probably already recorded. But I don't like the beginning of the song. But I'm on beat. The song makes sense. I could, I could rap. You know, rapping's not hard. Um, But I seen a post. This is what I don't like. This is what I don't understand about some, some girls, some women. I don't like when... First of all, people, it's it's all hypocrite, it's all um, hypocrisy and contradictions. Everybody knows that. Um, when it comes to people, people are complex creatures. So, I just don't like the fact that at times girls will say, "Some guy, guys are trash, men are trash, all men are trash." Da 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 da. You know, I feel some type of way about it because not because it hurts my feelings personally. I'm not that insecure about what you have to say. I don't care because you don't know me personally. So you're just going off of a base. You're basing your uh, prejudices off of um, off of obviously the way society is and patriarchy and misogyny from men, from some men, from the men that are in charge. You know what I'm saying? And um, and some men, some men for sure. Um, but also another thing is they're a part of that problem. I'm not saying that they have all the solutions and, you know, that they're not wrong. 
But what I'm also saying is if you're if you think you're always right, then you're always wrong too. Like you're not always gonna be right, you know? And that's where that's where like that that saying goes like I never tell a lie, but you just lied, you know. You ever if you ever said I never told a lie, that you're lying right there. Like you've told a lie before, you just, you just did. And um I just think it's just so funny to me when they're just so hell bent on that statement. And like I said, I feel some type of way about it, like I said earlier, because like if you're gonna say all men are trash, but you don't know why men are trash. You're saying men are trash because of a system that was already in place that's catered towards men. That's different. That was made by men. Okay, you can say that. That's a great argument. But can you also look at yourself and be in the mirror and be like, you know what, maybe I can, maybe I somewhat, to a certain extent, to a certain degree, I contribute to this problem. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you contribute to the problem on why men are trash and why when some men treat women like, like straight garbage. Like... If he don't have this, this, or this, and if he don't have money, if he don't pay all my bills, and if he don't just give me money just because I asked for it, if he don't, like, no. Like, no. They're, like, no. Like, that. just because you have a particular private part does not mean that you can get all these amenities just because you are a woman. That's not how that works. Because men could just say, because I'm a man, I deserve all this. And because you're a woman, you think you deserve all this extra stuff? No. That makes to me that just makes no sense, right? And if if we're gonna say something's wrong, phone's over here now. If we're gonna say something's wrong, it's wrong on both sides. It is wrong on both sides. I agree with that on both sides. I'm not gonna say a lot of stuff about the men because we all know men aren't always the best allies. I was saying this yesterday. They're not the best allies, and they never will be the best allies. But also, women contribute to the problem as well. Hence, the examples I just gave. If that's what you are looking for and only for a man, you're looking at men as an object. You're looking at them as just, you're, you're kind of money grubbing, realistically, you know. You're looking for men as a crutch. And it sucks that some men have to endure that and some men love, or love is, and love is blind, that you can't see past certain um, type of characteristic traits and BS that women will put, you, put, will put a man through. Um, but like I say, I'm not saying that men are always going to be right. And I'm also not saying women are always going to be right either. Both parties contribute to both of the problems. Period. And there's no way around it. And that's just what it's going to be. Now, do I think it's more lopsided for problems that men cause? Absolutely. I'm a man and I can see that clear as day. That's why I try my best to just... If you want to talk about... This, if women want to talk about this, I step back. I don't put myself in women's business. You might be thinking to yourself, huh, well, you're commenting on this stuff... That women are are saying that they deserve this because they're a women. That's kind of putting your nose in women's business. No, 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 no. My nose is in the business of accountability. That's my business. That's my that's where my nose is stuck stuck up. If it's up there, it's stuck. In the words of Cardi B, that's where my nose is at. My nose is in the account is in the department of accountability. That's what I'm sniffing around. And when it comes to some girls, I don't smell a damn ounce of accountability. And I and that's a fact. Be accountable. I'm not asking you to be be accountable because as human beings we need to be accountable of our actions. That's the problem with this world. You want to really talk about the problems of the world? There's one there's one there's a few words, but the one word that's on my mind right now is accountability. Some people don't take accountability of their actions. That's why we let that's why we let a, a lot of stuff slide and get away with a whole bunch of stuff because people don't want to say you're wrong 
or you're in the wrong or what are you doing or are you sure about that or think before you act and every action has a consequence and repercussion. Some women don't take accountability for what for some problems that they have caused and that they can cause. They just think because I'm a woman, I can't do no wrong. No, that's that's the way men think. Think about it. That's the way men think. Men think I'm a man, I can't do no wrong. Women are women adopt that same ideology. They just sugarcoat it nicely. Literally, they sugarcoat it nicely. Women are thinking I can't do no wrong. And some are going to say, well, I can do wrong, and I will admit, and I, and I applaud you, and I applaud you. As a matter of fact, I applaud you so much, let's go ahead and give, our, give you a round of applause. I applaud you. Let me turn this up a little bit. I applaud you. And I'm not saying that you don't um, hold some type of accountability because every human being in this planet Earth holds some type of level of accountability. But what I'm also saying is... If you're going to generalize men saying all men are trash, I can also have the generalization of saying all women don't, aren't always held accountable for their actions. Because women don't like being wrong, which I don't understand why they don't like being wrong. For the same reasons why men don't like being wrong, it's, it's the same thing. Women don't take accountability for their actions because they think they can't do no wrong. Men also don't take accountability for their actions because they, can't, because they think they can't do no wrong. You see where the problem is. It's a double-edged sword, and also, it's the same ideologies. It's just who's more sugarcoated in, than the other. Men tend to not be more sugarcoated. If men get caught up, men just get caught. There's no excuse. They're not going to sit up here and try to make a whole bunch of excuses. That's just what it is. I'm not saying they'll own up to it, but they're just not going to defend themselves either. They're not going to have a whole bunch of excuses ready at the go. Some men will, some men won't. When it comes to me, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Period. I'm just going to say it out loud because I know I'm wrong. And, I, and if I have to think about it, you know what? I'm wrong. It's just that simple. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm always Mr. Right. I can't. I can't be Mr. Right when I'm always, you know, when sometimes I'm wrong. But I know some women who will not be like, who will not say I'm wrong. And they will give you a hundred reasons why for the same argument. For the same argument. And you'd be like, well, you're saying the same thing. You're just rewording it. And that makes you even more wrong now. Because you're not, you're not admitting to it. You're not owning up to your actions and your accountability. My, that's my thing. I don't care if you're a woman. I don't care if you're a man. Own up to your actions. That's all I care about. Like I said, I'm not in, the, I'm not in a woman's business or anything like that. Hell, I don't even want to be in men's business half the damn time. But I am in the business of accountability. And that's the business I'm in. So if you don't want to own up to your actions, then I got a problem. Period. And most of the time, it is girls. And guys, it's both parties. We're both, we're all hypocrites. We're all walking hypocrites and contradictions. It would be a lot easier and the world would be a lot better place if we would all admit it. I'm talking to this one girl yesterday. I let her read the poem. I wanted to see her, um, her opinions on it. And she was like, I can agree with you on the accountability for some women who don't take accountability because that's a true thing. Women, some women don't take accountability. And she was also saying that that argument's played out because men are misogynistic. But I'm also saying a man could say the same thing about that argument. That it's played out, the argument of you being misogynistic. First of all, me being misogynistic has nothing to do with you not owning up to your accountability. That's one. It, it just, there's just no correlation between the two. Also, a man can say the argument of you saying I'm misogynistic is played out. I can, a man can say that. I'm not saying that. But a man can say that. 
Now, he used the same argument that you used against him, and you and there is no rebuttal for it. Because I've been thinking of the uh, rebuttal the whole day of like what could a what could a woman say to counter that? Like you said that it's played out saying that women aren't accountable is played out because men are misogynistic. But a man can say we're t- women the argument of men, of men being misogynistic is played out because women aren't accountable. Like there is no correlation between the two. One and also there's no rebuttal for the argument for the counter argument, even though he you just used the argument. Like, he used your argument to counter your argument. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, there, it's a double-edged sword. And none of it makes sense because at the end of the day, both men and women aren't holding each other accountable. I think that's the problem. Because, and people were like, um, this is a perfect example. People were like, you would defend your bro if he raped a girl. I'm like, some guys will. I wouldn't. That's weird. Um, but also when, when Cardi B was drugging people and st- robbing them and stuff, and I don't know if she raped guys, but she was drugging people and stuff. People were, girls were like, oh, she was just trying to get some money. She was just trying to get by. Men do much worse. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't take the argument off of her doing that because men have done worse. That's the problem. We're, you guys are in, in a patriarchic, a patriarchic, a patriarchic, I can't say the word no more. Anyways, men who run society in in a, in a world we live, I said it before, patriarch, patriarchy, yeah, patriarchy society, a patriarchal, patriarch, ah, it's a, it's the word patriarchal society, a patriarchal, a patriarchal society that we live in. That's a, that's a mouthful. Imagine saying that when you're in Iran. Um, we live in a society where men rule, right? You can't sit up here and say that men have done worse when we know men have done worse. But we're not talking about the wrongdoings of a man right now. We're talking about the fact that Cardi B used to drug guys and rape, not rape them, drug drug them and rob them. That's what we're talking about. You can't sit up here and say, well, that's true. So is she wrong? And when I, and if you ever say that point, oh, she's just trying to get by. There is no excuse for that. There is no excuse. A guy could rape a girl and be like, he's... He's been uh, um, an incel, and he's never had sex before, and he was fiending for it, and whatever. That could be a reason. If guys ever, whatever. I'm not saying that that's a right reason to defend a rapist, but I'm also saying, what I'm also saying is there's no reason and no explanation on why Cardi B was out here drugging guys and, and robbing them. Like, there's no explanation for pedophilia and rapists. There's no explanation for her to do this particular thing. And that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that. And, and both parties are wrong. Let me clarify that. Let me throw that disclaimer asterisk by this whole rant, under the rant. Both parties are wrong. I'm not saying pedophilia is right, because that is disgusting, and I think they should be put down for that. They put dogs down for way less than that. And what she did was super wrong. And but 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 women defended that. All I'm saying is, if you're going to play both sides of the coin, play both sides of the coin fairly. Play it correctly. Because you're doing what men do. And that's and if you want to avoid that whole system of patriarch, if you want to avoid that whole patriarchy system, then don't think like a man. Period. And if you're not thinking like a man, don't adopt the ideologies of a man. Don't say, because we're men, we deserve it. Don't say, because we're women, we deserve it. 
That's the same thing. That's the same argument. And then this is why the people, this is why men and women go back and forth. This is why we're all hypocrites and contradicts because this argument makes no sense. I'm a woman. I deserve all the money. I deserve to be pampered and treated fairly because I am a woman and I can have children. Men, men are like, we're breadwinners. We work hard. I deserve it. Da -da -da -da. So what? So what does the world want? That's what I'm. That's what I'm boiling down to. That's what. It, that's what it comes. What does the world want? You don't play both. Both sides are duplicitous. First of all, and we're all we're all hypocrites and contradicts. I just want us to stop using that argument of "I'm a woman, I deserve it because I'm a woman." Your final, your closing argument shouldn't be "I'm a woman." It should be because I earned it. Damn it. It should be, I earned it. I worked hard for it. It shouldn't be, because I'm a man, I deserve it. It should be, I earned it. I worked hard for it. That should be the argument. It should not be because I'm a woman, I deserve it, and I'm a man, I deserve it. That is the worst argument for both sides. And that's the first argument both sides go to, which makes absolutely no sense. Because it's not an argument anymore. You're just saying stuff. That makes no sense. Because you're a woman, you deserve what? And because you're a man, you deserve what? Makes no sense. Did you earn it? Don't say you deserve something and you've never earned it. It's like, elderly deserve respect. No. I don't believe that statement. I believe respect is given as much as it's earned. Er, it's earned as much as it's given. No. Take that back. It's given as much as it's earned. If I give you a lot of respect, I expect that back. That doesn't mean I'm always going to get it back, but I give you respect. So I expect respect. I'm not going to just say, you deserve respect, so I'm going to give it to you. No. the hell I look like? Like, no. It's given as much as it's earned. Because it goes both ways. If you want respect, you have to give respect. And as far as women and, talking, women and men talking about what they want, you can't say, I deserve it. You have to say, I earned it. Change your vocabulary. Because if you say, I deserve it, you'll be lazy. I deserve this because I've, whatever. I deserve it because I've earned it. I've worked hard, so I deserve this reward. So I've earned this reward due to my hard work. There you go. Don't say I deserve it because I'm a man. And don't say I deserve it because I'm a woman. That just makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. So both sides are, quote unquote, in the wrong. And quote unquote, I'm not going to say they're stupid, but arguments are stupid. And if women want to change the way things are, you have to stop adopting some of the ideologies of men. This is why the world is the way it is. This is why men and women argue all the time. Because some ideologies that women adopt are from stupid men. And I do believe women are smarter than men. I do believe that. But we, they have to stop. This is my word of advice. From, a, from an ally. From a person who supports all women. You can do whatever you want to do in this world. I support it. I support it. But at the end of the day, stop adopting some of the ideologies of stupid men. Find a good man who has good qualities and good characteristics and that wants to help you and that wants to take care of you. It could be an intimate relationship as far as dating, boyfriend and girlfriend. It could be an intimate relationship as far as being friends. Find people that are like-minded like you. 
Find people that want to help you and that want to take care of you and that want to be there for you and that will support you no matter what happens in your lifetime. Right, wrong, or indifferent. And if they and if you're doing something wrong, have those people hold you accountable. That's a great person. A person that can hold other people accountable and wouldn't get offended or insecure when someone else holds them accountable is a great person. That's like the start of being a great person. And some people lack that trait because they don't like being told that they're wrong on both sides. Now you see the problem. Now you see the problem. Man, I'm out here sweating and stuff. It was, a good, it was a good rant. It was a great rant. So you can understand the problem. And the, and the red herrings and the, duplicity, and the duplicitous nature of both sides. You can't have everything. And if, like I said, if you're going to play both sides of the coin, make sure you play both sides of the coin correctly. I hold people accountable for their actions. You said this and then you did this. That's not adding up. What's going on? It makes no sense. And I would distance myself from that weirdo stuff. That's weirdo behavior. And I keep it pushing. And I keep it pushing, baby. I keep it pushing. That doesn't mean that whole rant did not mean I hate women. Like I said, I'm an ally. I support women. But I also do think women sometimes do not hold themselves accountable. You can't hold other people accountable if you can't hold yourself accountable. That makes no sense. Also, some women have to stop adopting some ideologies of stupid men. And, and another thing, you attract, you attract who you are, period. If you attract all these raggedy bum dudes and stuff like that, maybe you need to look in the mirror and say, you know what, maybe I am a little raggedy. If this is all I'm attracting, if this is, gonna, if this is as good as it's going to get, I need to change who I am. Inside, and same goes for guys. If all I if all I attract is girls that are money grubbers and not and not as ambitious as me or not as um, well thought or whatever the case may be, as far as men and women, you have to look at yourself and be like, maybe I am the bomb. Maybe I am the problem. Maybe I am the variable that doesn't make any sense. You attract who you are. Period. If you're a good person, you'll have good people around you at all times. You'll always have good energy around you. If you're a bad person, you'll always have some type of bad or negative energy around you no matter what. No matter what. And that's on you to decide who you're going to be in this world, who you're going to become. That's on you. That's not on me. That's not on your friend, your mother, your father, your sister, whomever. It's not on them. It's on you. It's on you. So you change who you want to be. You know? And I, and I think that that's very important. That whole little rant, listen to it. Because that will help you understand the problems of this world. The problems aren't men are right and women are wrong. Women are right, men are wrong. The, problems, it, the problem is you. The problem is you, listener. You, audience. The problem is me. Diaz, the problem is who, my neighbor, my whomever. That's we're the problem. We're also the solution. If we would wake up and say, you know what, I'm gonna hold myself more accountable. And I'm doing a better job of that, holding myself accountable and apologizing when I'm wrong. That's how you. That's how you get 
That's, how, that's, that's personal growth. And that's character development right there. Admit that you're wrong. So that it, it feels weird sometimes. You're like, you know what? I don't like admitting when I'm wrong. But admit it. It feels good because now you have no problem when you're wrong. You be like, man, I'm sorry, man. I was wrong. I was wrong to come at you sideways. I was wrong. I, I apologize to my little sister because I was in the wrong. And I felt like a bad person because I was in the wrong. I attacked her character and who she was instead of the whole point of the argument and the understanding and, and the lack thereof. I apologized. And I, and I felt way better after I apologized and we hugged it out and she accepted my apology. I felt way better. I held myself accountable. I put myself in check and said, you know what? Apologize. I took a shower and I was talking to myself for 10 minutes about, you need to apologize, dude. You need to get over your feelings and you need to apologize because I was wrong of you to do that and to say that. You were wrong. No one else was wrong. You were wrong. She wasn't wrong. You were wrong. And that's the start of great character development. You have to admit that you're wrong. And in order to admit, in order to tell someone that they're wrong, you have to admit when you're wrong. In order to tell someone when they're right, you have to tell yourself that sometimes I'm right. It starts with you. No one else. When you eat, it's yourself. When you die, it's yourself. When you take a shower and wash your body, it's yourself. When you drink water, it's yourself. When you go to work, it's yourself. When you put on chapstick, it's you. It's no one else doing this action but you. And no one is living your life but you. And you have to make sure you have to make sure that you hold yourself accountable first before you do anything else in this life. And that ends the rant right there. It was fire. That was a fire rant. But I have another one. It's not going to be as long because I don't want to talk about this because I'm in charge and I'm living large, baby. I, um, I'm always in control. Every girl that I've messed with, had relations with, I was always in control. And not even on some, I want to be in control. But I played the cards right to make sure that I had the last say in everything I do. Why do you think I, sometimes I don't even like, I'm so just meticulous and thoughtful that sometimes when I text people, I like for them to leave me on red so I can get the last say. So I can get the last word in. That's always been my nature. I don't know why it's like that, but I'm glad it is. You know, and I want and I want all of them to peep game. I want you to listen for a minute. I made I let you guys make all the decisions. I made sure you guys made all the decisions. I took care of you guys when you guys made the decisions. I supported your decisions no matter what. But usually, whenever I have an input, we go with the input, right? Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we go with yours because sometimes stuff is just so not on my plate of priorities and problems that I just like ah whatever. You know, but every time I'm getting close to being in a relationship, it's on me. It's predicated on me. And uh, there's about maybe maybe one time, only one time that it hasn't been on my terms. But every other time, it has been on my terms. So, so this, because I just had a, a quick, not even a quick argument. It was an argument. It was a little, mis- of a, of a, it was a little bit of a misunderstanding. This is a friendly reminder to you and future people and whomever, I control my life. I control my destiny. I control my relationships. More importantly, I control myself. If I don't want to be in this particular particular situation, then I don't. And if I say I want something, I want it. Period. 
And you can't get mad at me for playing the game when there's no rules. When you don't, when you don't draw no lines in the sand, and you're saying, "Hey, you can't step out of bounds." If you can't, if you don't say that to me, then I'm stepping all the way out of bounds. Because you never said that. You just said, "This is what I want," and there's no boundaries. Anything goes as long as I just, as long as I give you what you want. Perfect. That's how it works. And this is at particularly one person. And she, and I know she listened to this episode. Look. I still, whatever we talked, when we talked, when we, whatever we talked about, I still want that. But, also, you're not going to sweat me about it either. Because, as soon as I started talking to you, as soon as I could just drop you. And I would have no problem going to sleep early. I would have no problem going to sleep, doing my, doing what I do. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not going to sound like a douchebag or a DH, but I want you to understand something that I'm in control of my life. It's just a friendly reminder of who I am, and that I can fall off the face of the earth and nothing and no one, and, and be fine. You'd wonder, well, where's Diaz? I don't know. I'm chilling, living life. I don't have to talk to you all the time. I'm not a guy that's a whole bunch of a, a lot on reassurance. I'm not. If I said it, I said it the first time. Why do I have to keep saying it? Because you don't believe me? Because it's your self doubt. You're 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 doubting it. You're doubting the whole situation that you have to ask me again, even though I said it. And my actions reassuring, not my words. Words are words are BS. Sometimes, actions mean everything. So if I say I want that, I want it. If I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Simple like that. This is what I do. I am who I am, and I'm and I'm not changing who I am. I'll compromise some things about me. I'll compromise some certain things, in particular things that I do. Time, I'll compromise that. But as far as who I am and my characteristics, huh? You might want to find a guy who is not as will strong-minded as me, not as determined and willed as me, because I'm not gonna deter. I'm not gonna give up who I am for. For not even a relationship. You don't even want a relationship. You just wanted a whole bunch of... You wanted everything but the title of a relationship when I want a relationship. That's where the disconnect's at. I want everything you want, but you just don't want a title. So that's where the disconnect is at. So don't get mad when we get all the way disconnected and I just not talk to you no more. Because I can easily play that game. And I'm the king at that game. I move on to the next one. I don't have time. I might talk to your friend. You never know. And that's just me. And that's how the cookie crumbles. And that's just how the cookie crumbles. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. Period. I'm not looking to dominate a relationship. I'm looking for a 50-50. A 50-50 split. That's all I'm looking for. And I don't... And I'm not the best at reinsurance because sometimes reinsurance doesn't add up to the actions. Let, let me show you the reinsurance. Don't let, don't let me tell you it because that doesn't make any sense. Let me show you it. And there's an email that popped up in my face. There's a notification for it. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for you guys, man. Great episode. Um, great episode. If you guys stuck with me up until this point in the episode, 
I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. And let's go ahead and give ourselves a round of applause from getting to this point. Where's my phone? I tossed that. I tossed it. Where are you? Oh, there you are. Um, but this has been another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm your host, Slim, Fly Guy DY, the Prince of the Six, Diaz York, and uh, I will holla at y'all later. Peace.